This is the Illuminate Podcast, a Sandy Boy production. Each week on the Illuminate Podcast, the hosts will bring you insightful conversations and stories of people who are illuminating their own lives through their business, work, community, family, and world. Hello and welcome to the Illuminate Podcast. I'm your host, Emma Benner, and today I'm sharing episode 74 with Angie and Kyle Gallus. Kyle and Angie are two former special education teachers that founded the company Finley's in 2016 when they saw an opportunity to make a big impact in the community. Finley's is a pet treat company that creates paid employment opportunities for people with disabilities and they give 50% of their profits back to initiatives that provide employment training, accessibility, health and wellness, and advocacy platforms for people with disabilities. Kyle and Angie are so passionate about making a big difference on the lives of individuals with disabilities and creating awareness throughout the community. I am so excited to be able to share my conversation with you today. But before we get started, I did want to mention that if you fall in love with Finley's and the mission behind the company, as a listener of the show, you can get 20% off by using code Illuminate20. All right, let's get started with my conversation with Angie and Kyle. All right, today on the podcast, I am so excited to have Angie and Kyle of Finley's. Welcome to the show, Angie and Kyle. Thanks for having us. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Yeah, so listeners are probably familiar with the name Finley's because I've mentioned it in other episodes as a brand affiliate. So they have a little bit of insight into who you are and what Finley's is and how it helps the community. But why don't you introduce yourself and maybe talk a little bit about Finley's as well? Sure. So, um, well, we're, as you know, we're Angie and Kyle. Uh, we both are former special education teachers. Um, I actually taught for 21 years and Kyle taught for 10 years. Um, we, back in 2016, started our Finley's company uh, based off of a classroom concept that I had a long time ago in 2010 um, at a local high school. And fast forward a few years from my teaching career at the high schools, two of my former students uh, had reached out to me over social media asking if they could bake dog treats with me again, like we did at the high school. And um, I looked at Kyle and said, well, uh, you know, should we have him over? And he said, yeah, let's do it. So on a very romantic Valentine's Day in 2016, we had them over to our house, uh, dug out the old recipes uh, for our dog treats, and we started cutting treats. We noticed that in those moments that they had the skills um, that they had used for cutting, everything was great there, but we noticed that they had lost a lot of the academic, the math, the reading measurement skills that they had once had that we had worked so hard on. And at that moment, uh, we realized that they were now 22 and 23 years old. 
needing to work on those work skills and now at this time unemployed. And so at that time we decided we needed to make a difference because we saw such potential in my former students. And so in 2016, we found a commissary kitchen. We um, started baking treats at night. Kyle and I would teach during the day from morning to afternoon and rush home and I'd throw together 12 batches of dough in our home KitchenAid mixer. <laughs> We'd toss them in a big bin and bring them to our kitchen and cut treats from four to four to nine each night. And then about a year and a half into um, cutting, we were super fortunate to have Ashton Kutcher share about our story on his social media channels. And the demand um, increased a lot. We went from baking two nights a week to four nights a week to five, and it just kept going. And when we realized that uh, my mother-in-law was basically raising our own children um, and that we needed some help, we knew we needed to scale our company and find some help. So at that time, we were super fortunate to find some amazing manufacturing partners that came behind us. And we decided, okay, how are we still going to provide opportunities for our ambassadors? And so that's when we had to pivot our business model. And our ambassadors now work as our marketing teams um, that go out and do community events, grocery store demos, brewery events with us. And they're also working on advocacy and also blogging on our website. So as a, a former teacher, for me, that was very, very exciting just because I didn't want them always stuck in a manufacturing facility. I wanted them out in the community um, practicing those life skills and work skills. And so that's where we have been as a company for the past year and a half. And um, obviously, when COVID hit, we had to do some more pivoting, um, which we can probably talk about a little bit down the road here. So are any of the ambassadors doing any of the manufacturing of the treats? Um, not right now. So we, when we had to switch the business model, we had to find help to help us make the treats. So a fun, uh, Emma, a fun story about kind of the business model and looking at what, from a scalable business model standpoint, you know, Angie alluded to something where at the time, you know, ignorance was bliss. We were in the kitchen, the radio's on, we're, we're hand cutting these treats, everybody's rocking it, having an amazing time. You look up and it's 2 a.m. And we're like, is this sustainable? And is this even, is this even legal to have people doing this much physical work? And it was fun for us to realize in that moment there's more that can be done. We also found out through our retail partners that they demand more and they, they need brands to give them more you know, brand support once your product's on shelf. And we actually saw such a unique opportunity to actually create more jobs um, as brand ambassadors doing the marketing at the store level. So it was kind of this odd combination of can we physically keep up with demand? The answer was no. Um, and then B, that bigger piece of holy cow, that we can actually create more jobs with this new model. So I think that for us was just super exciting to realize, you know, A, we don't have to physically um, have tendonitis and, and go to the doctor every week and the chiropractor, but B, we get to create more jobs. So I think that really for us from a manufacturing standpoint, it was just a complete necessity to find something that was scalable to really support the mission long term. Can you walk me through the tasks that the ambassadors are specifically doing at those stores? 
Yep, for sure. So um, in order to get a job, we, we run it like any other process. So everybody needs to submit a resume, uh, whether that be a written resume, a video resume. Um, we know that needs are different for different people. And so we're open to that. Um, and then what happens is um, once that is submitted and our team looks over everything and decides if that individual is a fit for the position, we contact them for an in-person interview. And so um, we have them come in and, and either meet them, well, now it would be over Zoom um, or in person, and we'd walk through interview questions. And this was important to us because we wanted to make sure that we were also teaching job skills as we built our teams. And so we wanted to go through that process. Um, once through the interview and we decide if the individual is a good fit for the position, then um, we have some other opportunities. So one of the opportunities is the store demos. And so what that looks like is um, we have teams of two people typically um, that would run like a, a sample demo table. So like when you'd walk into, for instance, like a Lunds by Lease grocery store, which is local here, um, it would be a demo set, a table set up. So, um, you know, our marketing, our tablecloths, everything that we have talking about our company um, are set up on the table. And then our individuals with disabilities are standing behind the table, sharing about our mission and about our products to customers that are walking by. Um, it's been really awesome to see the impact that they have had on not only customers coming to, into the stores, but also the staff. When we first start in a new location, I think it's, you know, nobody really knows what to expect from our ambassadors when we come in and, and over time, it's really fun to see how they almost become a part of the staff family at each of those stores and how the communication between the staff and our ambassadors just is incredible. They're helpful. They come over, they, you know, just talk shop with them and small talk and just make them really feel like they're part of the team. And so they work typically a two-hour shift um, at a grocery store event. So it's usually over the lunch rush, so 10.45-ish to 12.45. Um, and then they take down their table, and that's the end of that shift for the day. Sometimes they um, go to another job from there. Sometimes they go back home. Another opportunity that we have as well is community, different community events. So one of our favorite events that we do is at a local brewery where they we set up a table again. And at those events where dogs are able to come, those are probably our most favorite just because we can set up samples. Um, and so our, our ambassadors hand out samples to dogs coming up to the table and again, share about our mission and our products. Um, and then we also have some ambassadors on our teams that uh, work sales with us. We have an ambassador right now who goes out to the stores with me weekly um, and we go in and talk to managers about our products and she comes in with me and shares uh, what she does. She has agility dogs and she talks about how she uses our products and shares about how inclusion is so important and why she loves her job with Finley's and why it's important for them to consider employment. Um, and so we go out weekly, which has been really, really a great way for us to kind of pivot with all this COVID stuff happening. And then we also have two people that work as writers and bloggers for our website right now. So 
one of them talks about uh, life through the eyes of somebody with a disability and tells a little bit more about her story. And then the other one writes about topics that we would like to just discuss on our website and just educate the world about. So we have multiple opportunities at this time. Yeah, what an incredible opportunity, not only to employ the individuals with disabilities, but also to give exposure to so many people in the public of all of the abilities that they do have. Um, And something I think is so unique about your company is that you give 50% of your profits back to these initiatives of employment training and health and wellness and advocacy and all that. And I think that is just like unheard of in so many ways. Like I've never heard of a company giving 50% of their profits back to the community. Right, Emma. And what's what's super fun about this is looking at, you know, in the position we were in four years ago when we started the company, we were really looking at, okay, what could we do, you know, near term? So employment, right? Create jobs. What we learned and uncovered, especially with our retail partners in this industry, is that we all have to make a commitment to be better. And what employment looks like and the needs and the resources that people deserve and need to go out and and have a job, it looks different. And we looked at what do our employees need to get to work? They need transportation. They need job coaches. They need all these other resources that are so important to really not only having a successful job, but just really living an independent and fulfilled life. And it's like, if we could create a company that could create the jobs and work with our retail partners to have the successes we've had, what else can we do to support some of those you know, barriers to entry employment? So transportation, um, we think about now with COVID, health and wellness is just at the peak. You know, Everybody needs to really look in the mirror and figure out, okay, what can we do? If we're a company that, that can obviously support the employment side, what else can we do on the profit sharing side? And that's something that when we looked at it, um, we built into our business model how this would all work and who we would give to and how we would support them. And what's really interesting is we looked at also some other competitor brands that were having success um, in the retail landscape. And Newman's Zone is a phenomenal brand. They're committed 100% of their profits to charity. And we really looked at, okay, if they can do it, we can do it, but also how can we be more tangible with our giving so that it's really supporting our goals? If we wanna really support our employees and we wanna support everything they need to live a fulfilled life, let's commit half our profits to those key initiatives that will really drive uh, their fulfillment. And for us, it was really a no-brainer and something we um, drew a line in the sand and said, this is what we're doing because we can, and we're very fortunate to do that. And we're fortunate to, you know, not only create jobs, but support those people behind the scenes that we don't think about that are helping our employees live a successful life. Wow. I love that. Um, Going off of that, what do you wish that every business knew about hiring individuals with disabilities? Oh, I love this question because (laughs) we we sat down with Target Corporation and had a QA and a session with them about you know, what, what is disability employment? What is inclusion, right? Like it's so easy to overthink this giant elephant in the room and inclusion is really 
just ask ask these people what what do you need every every need is a little bit different and that's okay but let's not overthink this let's really scale back what does it take to really create an amazing job for somebody that has all these unique talents that they you know we want them to share with the world let's not overthink it i think there are always going to be barriers but in our former teacher mindsets there's always a solution and i think that's so applicable to any of our retail partners, any business, it's have the mindset to look at things from a different perspective that you might not even think and ask the individuals. It's one thing when people ask, you know, Kyle and Angie, they ask us, well, what should we be doing? Well, have you asked your employees? Have you just looked at them and said, hey, can I get a half hour? I want to learn more about how we can improve your experience. And I think as a human, we are so quick to want to fix and we think we have the solutions to everything. All we actually have to do is take a step back and ask some of the questions because it's not as hard as people think it is. And I think every big problem, everybody wants to overthink. And from our side is we wanted to just simplify it and grow it from there. Yeah, that's so good to look at the individual's abilities and see where you can go from there where rather than being stopped from the disabilities and being scared of of just of that in general and not not looking past that and seeing their abilities and what they can bring to your company. Absolutely. I think what's really fun about that too, and Angie talked about it, is just some of that uh, retail partner hesitation, right? Everybody, nobody wants our employees to to fail, right? They, they don't want them to have any experience that would be challenging when in fact, it's okay for them to face challenges just like anybody faces challenges and it learns to persevere. And it's like, our employees have actually been more educational and their biggest advocates to these other retail partners that say, oh my gosh, you're, you're harder working than our typical employees. You are beaming with happiness. You're spreading kindness. They're like, after your Finley shift, can we hire you? And it's like, that's the win when other people start to see the advantages versus the disadvantages. Right. And like I had said earlier, as a former teacher, it's Finley's wants to be a stepping stone for our ambassadors to one day go out and find that perfect fit job for them. Um, but for us to be able to be that stepping stone and give them the training that they need out in the community where all those jobs are actually happening has been um, just amazing for us. And there are days, you know, where we really do miss that brick and mortar in the kitchen time with our ambassadors, just because you build bonds in those, in those spaces, like you wouldn't believe. And for us, especially it was, it was fun because all of our former um, or our first baking team were all of my former students from, our local high school. And so for me, it was like my own kids in the kitchen. And we, I mean, we had so many amazing times. And so there are times where, you know, we do miss those days and and the companies that are doing that, I sometimes am jealous of that because um, they are doing amazing things and, and those individuals are getting great experience. But for us, it's it's been so fun to see all these different people grow and interact with our ambassadors out in the community. It's just been a a huge blessing for us. Yeah, it really is so cool to see all these businesses popping up with the sole 
focus on hiring and amplifying and advocating for individuals with disabilities. So going off what you said, do you hope that the ambassadors stay for a long time working with you? Or do you hope, is the main hope of this to have them grow and go off and find new jobs in other areas in the community? You know, I think it's kind of a mix. I know that we're probably going to have ambassadors that will probably be with us for a really long time. And if that's where they feel comfortable and that's, you know, where they want to be a fit, we're more than happy to have them stay with us. And then we have other ambassadors that, you know, are going to need more hours or are going to need more. And, And that's great. If we can say we were a foundation for them and a stepping stone, um, you know, that's what we're going for. We want them to be as independent as possible. And, and I think we would be really proud to one day see some of those ambassadors doing big, big, big things. And so I think it's kind of a mix. Yeah. And Emma, what's so cool about this too, is also understanding in our interview process, we always ask the individuals, you know, what is your goal? And it's not as what, not, what is your goal at Finley's? It's what is just, what is your goal? What are, what's your hopes and dreams Three months from now, what's what are you going for in a year? And what's really cool is we've had individuals that are transitioning out of you know high school programs. They've aged out. They have the skills to go to college, but they want to learn and have more experience on the social component. And we've had individuals come to us and say, I want to challenge myself and be in a customer-facing you know position as a brand ambassador to get over some of my fears of the social interaction piece because I want to go to college and I want to be able to have the skills and build the skills to meet new people. And with Finley's being in a customer facing position, they learn those skills. And then when they go off to college or whether it's a two year or four year program, they have the confidence to tackle some of those social challenges that they originally feared. And I think, That is really what our company is about, whether it's a long-term employment placement or us as a stepping stone to help them get over a challenge that they want to conquer. Um, You know, we're not going to hold anybody back if it's a two-month thing or if it's a 20-year thing, you know, really all are welcome in our company. That is just so amazing what you two are doing and the heart that you have um, for all of these ambassadors and and so many people in the community. So talk me through the beginning of the business. Was there ever a hard point or a time that it just felt like maybe it wouldn't happen? Or was it pretty smooth in the growth process? Uh, this is such an f- uh, amazingly fun question. We always <laughs> laugh because the reality of what we're doing uh, in the CPG space is it's a constant roller coaster. And the beautiful thing that we had when we started, and I always say like ignorance is bliss, right? Like we didn't know anything about the pet industry. Um, I grew up myself. I, uh, my dad works in the space. Uh, he had always advised me stay as far away as possible from grocery stores and distributors and all these key partners that we have today. And what's funny is being the good son I, I am, I didn't listen to anything <laughs> he said because I felt like if anyone's going to tackle inclusion in the pet industry, it's it's going to be us. And if we don't try now, who will? So when we look at what the beginning looked like, you know, and thinking about we were hand cutting everything, you know, blowing out KitchenAid mixers, 
we would graduate to, you know, getting 50 pound bags of oat flour. I'll never forget loading those in the car and being like, wow, this is really bizarre. We have this much oat flour. Like this is going to take us forever to use this. And then going through it in one night and we're like, okay, we're, we're growing up. And I think the beauty of our path is that it's never been easy. Um, we've heard, you know, a thousand no's before we got one yes with any of our retail partners. And that's okay because ultimately what we had to do was learn. We had to learn not only from a mission side, but also the product side, um, different requirements that people have with products um, being on shelf and all of these things that we went into thinking we knew the answers. We had no idea. And, and the beautiful thing with our previous experience as teachers is you, you are constantly pivoting and that's like your normal world. So like, a day in the life when people ask, has this been easy? And the reality is it's been the complete opposite. There's been major sacrifices on the personal side, like Angie talked about. Um, my mom was helping essentially raise the, our, our kids, the, you know, doing spelling tests when we were in the kitchen at night. And it's one of those things that had we not been blessed enough to have some of the support behind the scenes, we wouldn't have this company because we wouldn't have been able to work on it, um, you know, 20 of a 24 hour day. So it's one of those things where I even sit here today. Um, I always say, be careful what you wish for, because when you do get yeses from key retail partners that really love the mission and want to support it, um, it's really interesting with, okay, now here comes a yes and here comes the expectations. And now where are these trucks? Are these trucks in the right spot? Um, why didn't they get picked up at 9 a.m.? Why are they here at 10 a.m.? And you're like, all these things that feel like, wait, why is that a problem? At the end of the day, it's just part of the game we're playing and it's a constant learning experience. Yeah. And I would say just to piggyback on that, you know, there's many days that have been really, really hard. And, um, you know, you just, we have a, we have a big faith and just trusting that we're here for a purpose and we're here for a reason. And knowing that, you know, you do have bad days, but every morning, I think Kyle and I wake up, we come down into our basement home office and, um, you know, you start in on your day, but it's, it's reminding each other to remember the why, why are we here? And it's for our people. It's for the disability community. That is why we started this company. And even though there's hard days, they are worth it. And we keep pushing ahead through the hard stuff and through the successes and they are our why. And it's just keeping that top of mind. And when was the moment that you realized you were going to make it and the business was really going to work and take off? I think for us, it was when we sat down with some of our manufacturing partners and looked at the scalability of what we're doing and knowing if we could get the products produced the way we needed it um, and get the help we needed on the operations side, we knew we could scale the mission. And ultimately, those two things going hand in hand, we really had to get the right retail partner, the right manufacturing partner. And it took a year and a half to find those people. And once we did, it was like, okay, the coolest thing about it was one of our major retail partners kind of wrapped their arms around us and gave us some you know, product R&D help on what could be your next product line and, and how to really bring that to market. And that, I think, really put us at ease of knowing, okay, 
we have the right people around us. We don't have to stress necessarily about under, you know, being able to ask questions and feeling, feeling like we don't know anything. We really felt like we found the partners that are going to allow us to fail fast. And, and when I say fail fast, it's like in this industry and with what we are doing, we have a, you know, a hundred failures a day, but we have the right partners around us to help us turn those into successes. And I think that is really the blanket of comfort that helped us really scale um, and, and get to the level that we're at today. And what's interesting to me as well is that you both, from what I've read, is this was both of your first times in business and management side of things was with Finley's. So what have been some of the biggest learning curves that you've had as you've continued to grow the business? Oh my goodness, Emma. <laughs> this could be a, a loaded question for me. Um, yes, for sure. Like this is definitely the first of the business world that I've ever seen. Like I said, I taught for 21 years. So um, I would say for me, I just decided uh, that I was going to need to do something that was going to help me learn some of even just the business, um, I, you know, ideas and what things perform us and profit and loss statements and things like that, that I had never worked on before as a teacher. And so one of the things that has been super helpful for me is I joined the business women's circle just this past year, which is a women's network of um, business owners and entrepreneurs. And I have a circle of women who are just powerhouses and who have come behind me. And that's where I have learned a lot of the things that I never would have even dreamed that I would ever use in my life, um, just even in the past six months. And for me, you know, I didn't have any family members in business like Kyle. And so I never was around it. And so it's been a really huge learning experience for me. I'm, I'm I feel like I'm always going to be learning. Um, I hear Kyle rattle off logistical things and ordering trucks and everything behind me sometimes. And it amazes me what he's been able to pick up um, in the last five years. And, and I have to give him kudos because uh, he had left the classroom before me, a year and a half before me. And as I was teaching, somehow, some way, he learned everything he needed to to keep this company afloat while I was in the classroom. And, and that's just, I do have to give him huge kudos for that. So. <laughs> and, and I should say, too, Google is every entrepreneur's best friend. Um, there is nothing Google can't answer or can't find a contact for you to call to find an answer for. And it's one of those skills where what's really interesting about my background with my family all being in business, I said, I'm, again, going to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing here. I'm going to go be a teacher. And it was kind of interesting because when I left the classroom, my dad was like, okay, welcome to the dark side. And I get a kick out of that because ultimately I had always a knack for business selling, just being part of growing something. You know, as a kid, I would collect sports cards and then sell them for more money or set up lemonade stands and, and use that money to buy cards and then sell those for more money. And I just always have had a knack for learning um, to the point where it's almost a fault, which Angie can tell you on another time. But it's one of those <laughs> things that I think without the curiosity to learn, and, and it took me time to get over the fact that part of learning is failing. And 
that's that's a constant that's never going to change but also knowing that that's just what we chose and and I wanted to immerse myself in that and the business world it's so interesting what I've come to learn is nobody has it figured out and that really if you get in a mindset of that that levels the playing field and really opens up the door to have some confidence to ask questions when you don't know and to understand that nobody nobody is always going to have the answer and that's okay and that's that's business right like you're going to have people give you an answer that makes no sense and you're going to want to call them back right away but you hit pause for an hour you, you do some deep breathing and then you call them back and say hey i don't understand this decision let's walk through it together and that's how we've turned some no's into yeses and i think those are intangible skills that it's like everyone in the business world um entrepreneurs they they love to glamorize you know their successes and and i love to glamorize all, all the failures because ultimately those are what have helped us scale our mission and created more jobs so that for me has just been something that i will always stand by it's just the business world pretends to know everything when really nobody knows it all and so you're all on a level playing field and being in business together what are each of your unique strengths that you bring to the table and balance each other out? Oh, this is such a fun question, only because Angie's got a big smile. And the, the funny thing is, we got married um, halfway into our adventure here at Finley's. And it's so interesting. People are like, okay, if you can run a business and get married at the same time, like, I think you guys got it figured out. And the reality of what's happening in the situation we're in is it's communication and it's understanding whose role is what and who stays in what lane. Um, with COVID pushing us into a home home office, that's a constant, um, you know, not a challenge, but it's a constant understanding that what happens in this basement office is, is different than what happens upstairs when you're feeding your kids. and, and living that personal life. And I think what's really cool about Finley's is we've grown into our roles. When we started, we both just wanted to help and had no definition of who's doing what. It was just get the job done, however it needs to get done to, to serve our purpose. And as we've grown, what's really fun for me is seeing our, our different roles. So Angie just absolutely is the, the, the people side of the business, like the ambassadors, Everything that is the feel-good side of Finley's, Angie represents, and she crushes it. She gets it. She's so positive with it. Um, she can go into the stores with our retail partners, and all those managers are smiling. If I come in, it's like undercover boss. Everyone's <laughs> freaking out. Nobody has any trust that I know what I'm doing in a store, which is accurate. So the best part is letting our ambassadors just run the show. And my particular role has been that operations, the logistic, the sales, really running the back end of the company so Angie can go out and execute the purpose. And I've had to realize and learn um, it's okay if Angie takes the people side. That's the far more fun side. But also knowing what I get to do on the back end gets to serve that purpose and that execution. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I always tell them I get to do the fun side because the logistics and operations to me just feels really tough some days. And for me, it's like going out to the stores um, and talking to these managers with our ambassadors, like being able to see them grow their confidence and grow just their ability to, to go in and do this with me has been 
just so incredible. And so I feel like I'm probably the most lucky one in the company because I get to see that on a daily basis. And like you, like Kyle said, it's without him, what he's doing in the background, um, you know, we wouldn't be here. And so we just, we had to find our lanes and, and I think we're doing a pretty good job sticking to that. Now we, we definitely have our, our moments in the basement office, but all in all, it's going pretty well. I I just want to cap this off with one thing. I think for any married couple that's in business together from my side is it I've mastered knowing the look. So when Angie gives me the look and with zoom, it's gotten really interesting because I can look in the little square and see, okay, I'm getting the look, which is my cue, you know, whether it's to just be quiet or, or let somebody talk. So I think it's one of those things where we have to laugh and have fun with it. You know, there's always going to be some challenges and communication is key, whether that's verbal or nonverbal. Absolutely. Yeah, it's always so interesting to hear couples or good friends or anything like that in business together because it's it's got a very unique side of things where you're not just business partners, you're life partners as well. Um, so what are some things that you have coming up that you're working on that you're really excited about? So from a company standpoint, we are in, I think, about six weeks about to launch with two major retailers in different regions. And that for us has been the culmination of, you know, three and a half years worth of blood, sweat, tears, and, and meetings to bring something to fruition to serve our purpose. So um, we'll be announcing those on our social media, uh, on our website, and we're just beyond thrilled to bring our products to people that really see the mission and also want to help elevate it. So that for us is going to be the most exciting. We're going to kick uh, 2021 off with a complete bang and that for us is just we're super excited um, trying to contain who those partners are uh, it's kind of top secret news until the end of February but just know it's something that I think the world is gonna need and, and be part of and be excited about right and, and on the mission side of that along with those launches just comes more jobs we're gonna be able to create a lot more jobs because of those partnerships and so We've got some really exciting things coming. Wow, that is so cool. Congratulations on that. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, well, Angie and Kyle, thank you so much for all that you shared today. I'm really inspired by all of the work that you're doing and the passion that you have for the community and so many people. Um, but before we wrap up, we have the end of the podcast questions. So what is the best or most recent book that you have each read? Oh man, mine is always a, a moving target. So I'm a big podcast guy, but I, I, I'm a big like guy Raz, how I built this podcast guy. But one of the books that I think anybody in our position or anybody thinking that they want to start a business um, with a mission. So the last one I read was, so you want to start a brewery. It's the Lagunitas story uh, by Tony McGee's, the founder of Lagunitas. And it's just the most honest and humbling and beautifully told story of ups and downs, trials and tribulations that I, I look at different quotes from that book every day because we're living it, but it also keeps me grounded. And I would say, so I'm just going to be really transparent here, Emma. I, I haven't had a lot of time to read, actually. And Kyle will tell you if at the end of the day, when I sit down to try to read, I fall asleep. <laughs> so um, I would say that I, too, like to listen to podcasts. Um, 
but the the book that I actually read every single morning is my daily devotional, um, which is called Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. And I that to me is how I start my day. And it's always a positive, um, inspirational devotion that that keeps me going and, and helps me to remember my purpose of why I'm here. Well, what are some of your favorite podcasts to listen to? I, I too love to listen to how I built this with Kyle. I think for us, when we ride in the car, um, we love listening to those stories just because we can relate to them so much. And we often are just laughing because we will look at each other and be like, oh my gosh, it's our story. It's, it's <laughs> so fun. And um, I'm learning too with my business women's circle. Um, it's been a really great um resource. And every, every time we meet, I'm learning of new books and, and new podcasts. And so it's my goal to try to spend more time focusing on some of that time for myself to keep learning. And um, I'm actually excited to do that in the future. That's one of my favorite podcasts as well. I love how he tells those stories. Um, and then who or what is illuminating or inspiring in your life right now? So for me, um, I would I kind of have two. I would say first first and foremost, it's my ambassadors that I get to go out with every day. Um, just seeing what they overcome uh, and what their challenges are, and how seeing the growth in them and their confidence level and the people that they become every single day has been probably the most illuminating thing in my world. But I'd also like to just highlight. My, my circle, business women's circle, um, the women in my group are just so inspiring. They're so strong. Our, it's so interesting how we've come together in all different industries, but our needs and our, um, our struggles are the same. And every one of them have been so inspiring to me of how uh, we're able to move past some of those struggles. And, and it's so fun to share in the successes. And so Definitely those two things are inspiring for me right now. Yeah. And for me, what's interesting, I was thinking about this and it's like, if I were to have answered this question a few years ago, it would have been, you know, one individual. And I think about it today and it's really our customers and it's our people that step up to listen and to really make inclusion a priority. And, and I'm not, I can't just call out one, but I can think of many of the emails, the the customer contacts, everything that comes in where people are not only applauding us or applauding the mission, but they're also open and honest about how we can be better. And I think that actually is what this world needs. It needs mess, you know, kind messages about how to, you know, how to be better. And I think about our customers and how they've stepped up and, and given us positive feedback, but also helped us grow. Um, so I don't call out one person. I call out all the people that have bought our products and supported us and also, um, had the courage to reach out and ask for jobs in other states and have become our bloggers because of it. I think that's what's so cool and so exciting and what really sets my fire going. I love it. And what is an organization that you would each like to illuminate? Um, I would like to illuminate the uh, organization called Joshin. Um, I was fortunate to meet the founders of Joshin through my business circle and um, it is an app basically that provides respite care for families that have either adults or children with a disability in their family. And it's an app where they can log on, um, either 
in a moment's need or in advance and schedule that respite care time that gives um, them just a break that they need. And it's just an amazing app that um, Melissa and Melanie, the founders have, they have a brother that, or had a brother that had a disability and they've taken the time to really um, determine what are the needs for these families. And they've just done an incredible job. And so I would definitely like to illuminate them. That's a hard one to top. Um, for, for me, it's really looking at, there's so many great organizations and I just want to call some attention to Best Buddies, um, who is, I'm sure your re, uh, listeners are super familiar with them, but just looking at Best Buddies and how they elevate people with disabilities, but in really the employment side and the independent side um, of kind of the whole disability landscape. And I think about what the local organization has done here in Minnesota really getting that organization off the ground. I know Best Buddies is established in other states, but it's been really fun to see um, our team in Minnesota just blow it up and really catch the momentum they needed to really support a lot, not only our some of our ambassadors, but all, all sorts of people with disabilities in the Twin Cities area. So I gotta give some love to Best Buddies. Awesome, and then to finish it off, what is your message to the world? For me, I would say um, don't assume because someone has a disability that they're not capable. Um, always look at somebody and look at what their capabilities are and look for their strengths. And don't just assume because they have a disability, they're not able to do something. And, and for me, I, I really think about what's funny, the bottom of our, our bags on the packaging, it says, if you tip it over, it says treat with kindness. And I think about the industry and people in general, and now more than ever, we have a chance to really take a step back and, and listen and, and be kind. And I'm not saying we have to agree with everyone around us. I'm just saying now is the time where we get to step up and move forward with kindness and move forward with patience and love and, and just really respect and listen to each other. Because at the end of the day, we all want the same things. We all want to be loved. We want to be cared for. We want to be part of something amazing. And I think we can get there if we really focus on listening and kindness. And I just, I stand by that uh, forever. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Angie and Kyle Gallus. And if you want to continue to follow along with all that they're doing at Finley's, you can find them at Get Finley's on Facebook and Instagram or at GetFinley's.com on their website. And while you're over there, if you find some pet treats that you love and want to purchase, don't forget that you can use code Illuminate20 to get 20% off your order and help support this incredible mission and all that they're doing. And we would love if you gave us a follow over on Twitter at Illuminate underscore pod or on Instagram at the Illuminate podcast. We love hearing from and getting to connect with listeners of the show. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Angie and Kyle, and I hope you have a great rest of your week.